0: This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Matt Bolin of Faith Christian Family Church in Lubbock, Texas. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Well, as I said, Pastor is uh, out of town, and uh, they'll be back, like I said, on Sunday, and so they're having a good time. And so tonight I get to share a message that God has been working on me for quite some time. Um, It's actually a message that I heard part of about a year and a half ago. And it's kind of taken that long for me to get some of these things. And this is one of the messages that I feel like you could listen to over, like you could listen to it in the morning and then the next morning you could put it back in because there's things like, oh man, I didn't do that. Oh, and I didn't do that. And so um, I want you to know, I may be speaking tonight, but I think I'm speaking to myself more than I'm speaking to anybody else. And so God's really been working on me. And so tonight's message, if you're taking notes, is this, it's called Living with a Spirit of Excellence. Living with a Spirit of Excellence. And so um, we're going to go ahead and get started. I'm going to ask that you turn to two scriptures for me, two scriptures so we can get to them pretty quickly. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1 is where we're going to start. And if you have the little uh, tab thing, the little bookmark, um, if you can go ahead and turn that over to uh, Daniel, Daniel chapter 6, Daniel chapter 6. And so stick it in there because we're going to go and we're going to talk about a lot of different things. And so um, I want you to sit back, relax, and listen to what God has for us tonight I believe God's going to help each one of us to have a little bit better and have a better attitude make better decisions and do things right. And So let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you once again for the opportunity to come into your house. I pray that you would just continue to use my voice to, to help speak this message, Father, that it's, it's ultimately your word that is coming out. And so, Father, I pray and ask that my tongue, my voice, my words, Father, they would be your voice, your tongue, your words. So, Father, I pray and ask that you would help me to speak this message. Lord, that through simplicity and clarity, this message would be delivered. But not only that, Father, that you would help me to deliver it with illustrations and points that we may understand it more and more. So, Father, we thank you and we look to you, Father. I ask that you would have open ears and open hearts in this room to receive. And we look to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, in in society today, it's pretty sad because in society, it's almost common that mediocrity is accepted and I think about this thing because sometimes we get caught up in that thought process I had some friends of mine not too long ago that I was talking with and I said so uh, they were talking about and they thought they saw one of their general managers one of the people who are really up coming to the church and I they like were ducking and hiding and I was like what what are you doing what are you doing and they said oh no no, no. If, th- if we see those people we do not want to be seen I said, what do you mean you don't want to be seen? They said, the goal to get through this period of our life is to go through it without being seen. If you're not seen, that means you're doing a good job. And I looked at them and I said, that just doesn't even sound right. You should put forth your best effort in whatever you're doing. And they said, not at what we're doing here. Every time you step out, they'll push you back down. So if you just hang in with the crowd, then you'll fit in really well. And I think that's what society has tried to do with each one of us. It's almost... As if they say, don't be seen. If you're not seen, you won't get in trouble. And if you don't get in trouble, you can't get fired. But that's not what God called us to do. The Bible teaches us in Matthew, it says that you are the light of the world. That we are the light of the world. That we are not to be hidden, but we are to be on a hill to to shine for everybody. That's how God created us to be. God created us with this purpose to drive And it starts when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We invite the Holy Spirit to come into our lives. Well, the the definition of excellence is found in the Holy Spirit. Look at everything that God created in this world. There is not a thing that he messed up on. One of my favorite scriptures is found in Psalms 139. I believe it's verse 13, verse 14. And it says these great words. And I have to remind myself of these times when I'm going through hard situations. The Bible says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Fearfully and wonderfully made. There's times I feel like I was just made. You know, it's like those tags you see, made in China or made in Mexico. And, you know, you see these things. You were made by God. That's the tag and stamp that is put on you. But not only were you made by God, God made you fearfully and wonderfully made. You weren't just an accident, you weren't just a thought, you were on purpose. You were to live on purpose and we're to live with a purpose behind it to be part of what God has created. Everything that we look around, God didn't mess up. God didn't just say, oh. I mean, one of the things, and I've talked about this before, but one of the things I believe God did for me is he, he creates these things that, that just remind you of, of greatness, of just how amazing God is. And, and one of these things, I, when I get up in the morning, it's dark outside. And I go outside, and one of the things I love to do on a clear night is just stand out there and look. I just look up, and I just see these amazing stars. And it just brings back, why am I worried about anything? I've got a God who loves me. My Father, who loves me, created all those. And not only did he create all those, he created this, he created this, he created this, and I'm worried about this little thing, this little thing. That's why Jesus talked about it, and he said, if you'll have the faith of a mustard seed, you can tell this mountain to move. God is all-powerful, as long as we allow him to be all-powerful. It's about the choice that we come back to. Living with the spirit of excellence is drawn from God and God alone. The problem with the thinking of just staying out of the view of people, staying out of those things, is that we're not, it's not a teaching that's from God. God never once said, go hide. Go hide. For example, when we find Gideon in the Bible, where's Gideon? He's hiding. He's doing what society said to do. Hide. Hide in the wine press. Do the things that you're supposed to do, but hide. Nobody will see you there. What does God call him to do? Stand up and go fight an army. Go fight with an army. So he gets all the people he thinks he needs to get, and he goes forward, and he does these things, and God says, no, no, no. You got to clear your army out, because it's not going to be their victory. It's going to be my victory. I'm going to show you how to win this victory. And that's what God does with each one of us. We're not created to hide, we're created to shine. And when we're created to shine, that means people are going to see. And that's where that spirit of excellence cannot be something that we just pull off the shelf when we're going Sunday morning to church. We can't pull it off when we're going Wednesday night to church or to Bible study or when we know our boss is going to see us. Or we know that, oh, maybe there's somebody out there that might see me from church. So I'm going to be on my best behavior tonight. It's not about just one night. It's about at all times, at all times you know who you are and you're, you're fearfully and wonderfully made, which means that you have a spirit of excellence inside of you. That that spirit of excellence needs to drive outside of you and drive you to do everything we do out here. That's what God has created us to do. We have a choice. We can live a life that represents God or we can simply live a life that fits into the world. It's our choice. There's no way, though, that we can live both lives. We can't say that we love God and live like the world. And what I mean by that is the world says get what you need. God says give and watch what I can do. It's about trusting and believing in what God is doing. Simply coming back. Isaiah chapter 60, if you have your Bibles and you're there. I'm going to read it out of two versions just to help us to understand it. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1 says this. I love this verse. It says, arise, shine. We could just stop right there and understand what God's trying to get across. Arise. Don't hide. Don't don't cower down. Arise. But what about if I'm a bad person? I didn't say if you're a good person, arise. He said, arise and shine. Arise and shine. Then he goes, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Listen, we don't create the light. It's the light that creates us. The light that creates us is inside of us. That's why God created us. We are here to worship. That is simply it. We are created to be worshipers. We get caught up sometimes as pastor talks, worshiping things that we shouldn't worship. Sunday there was a game that was on TV. Very bad game. We don't want to talk about that game. (laughs) But there are a lot of people that are in a state of depression today. I'll tell you what, people looked at me and said, I was praying for you. I said, well, thanks, I'll take prayer any time, but I'll say this. That game didn't determine my joy. Whether we win or lose, doesn't matter, because I ultimately know my coach, my leader, my teammate is the one I serve. He's my God, he's my Savior, and that's who I serve after. It's not about following after everything else. It's about aligning back with God and a rising, shining for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Listen to this out of the Amplified version. It says it really cool. It says, arise from the depressions and prostation in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Shine. Be radiant with the glory of the Lord. For your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Listen, to do that, you have to stand up. That's simply what that first word says, arise, stand up, get up, move, and see what God is doing. God teaches us that we simply have to make a choice to live this life to the fullest. God calls us, and and Matthew, when when Jesus goes and he comes back and he's talking to his, his, his disciples, he says these words, he says, go ye into all the world, preach the gospel, baptize them, teach them to be my disciples. We've had a great discussion about what this means. And we've talked about it. We have a discipleship class and we have some different things. But I believe what it truly means to be a disciple are found in three simple letters. G-P-S. GPS. Very simple to remember. GPS. To be a disciple of God, you have to do the first thing, give. You have to give. God has never been a taker. God has always given. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. At a time when the world needed something more than anything else, it said he gave. When you have the spirit of excellence, you're an excellent giver. We don't begrudgingly give. We're an excellence giver, which means that we give out of excellence, which means we give everything we've got and say, God, I love you. i am putting my faith in you. Because I know this, I'll fail. But I know the God who will succeed. It comes back down to this. G, to give. P, prayer we have to have an excellent attitude of prayer. We have to be excellent prayers, which means this, that if we're going to God and saying, oh, I'm going to go to God and I'm going to pray, or we go to God and go, God, I'm so sorry we're going to this. That's not praying in excellence. That's praying out of need. Praying out of excellence means that we go, Lord, I thank you so much. Today is the day the Lord has made an I will rejoice in it. I'm excited. I'm ready to see what God's going to do today. Because today is a new day, and God is the God of this day. And I'm excited to see what he's going to do. That's what it takes. That's what prayer is all about. It's about a communication. It's about stepping forth and saying, God, I just want to spend time with you. I want to find out who you are. I want to know everything about you. I don't want to just continue to talk about me. It's not all about me. It's not all about... God, I want to find out about you because ultimately I want to serve you and I want to be Christ-like in everything I do. It's a choice that we make. G, we give. P, we pray. And S, we simply serve. We don't just serve. We become an excellent server. We serve with excellence. What does that mean? That means that we serve people no matter what it takes. That means we love to help whatever. If you're walking down the way and you see somebody start to fall, you step forward and you help them up. If somebody drops a bunch of papers on the ground, you you, you jump down and you help serve them. And not only that, you jump forward and you say, as Christ so served the church, let me serve the church. That may mean that we need to go in there and change diapers. I can tell you honestly, I've been in every single class in this church, I've served in the nursery. I've served in climbers and jumpers and Elevate and G-Force. I've served upstairs in the Faith Kids. I've been in the youth. I've been in here. And I've been in every single area that we have in this church. And I will tell you what, there's not an area that I'm too good for. It comes back down to having that servant heart to say, God, wherever you need me. There are some places that I would rather be than others. But you know what? If that's where God needs me, that's where I'll go. But it starts with understanding God created us for GPS to give, pray, and serve. We start doing those things, you watch how your life changes. Give, pray, and serve. Give, pray, and serve. Do those things and watch how God moves you forward. Watch how God takes you to a place you've never been before. We're called not to be perfect. We really are never going to be perfect. We can strive to be, but there's only one perfect person in this world, and that was Jesus. God didn't call us to be perfect. He called us to be Christ-like. He called us to be righteous. Right standing with God. How do you become right standing with God? Just an attitude that says, God, I want to be with you. One of my favorite scriptures, and I rely on it so much because I will tell you what, I fall more than anybody I know. I fall more than anybody I know. The Bible says a righteous man falls seven times yet gets up eight. Thank the Lord that he said seven because I keep going backwards. I'll get to six, and I'll be like, okay, let's go back to one, because I know I'm going to fall again. I know I'm going to fall again. I know I'm going to mess up. I know I'm going to do these things. I'm not going to purposely try to do it this time. But you know what? Sometimes I fail. But he didn't say it's about the failure. He said it's about the rising up. Arise and shine, for the glory of the Lord shines upon you. Arise and shine. Arise and shine. Reminds me of what my mom used to say. Rise and shine. Breakfast is ready. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Little did I know, she was telling me scripture. Pretty interesting. All right. That was a side note. That was free there, so that was good. Uh, (laughs) So as we start to think about the spirit of excellence, I started to think about just different things the marriage, about work, and about different things. You know, in society today, 50% of all marriages fail. And you know what's sad? It's within the church, 50% of all marriages fail. And I believe that it partly comes back to this thought when you have a spirit of excellence, you don't choose to just let things slide. You work on it. You work on it. It's like the day you bought a new car. You're excited about the new car, but guess what? After 3,000 miles, you need to go get the oil changed. If You say, ah, it's not that hard. It's, not that, it's a new car. It's new. It'll just fix itself. It'll just make it on its own. So you just keep on going. And little by little, little things start happening. And, and ah, it's okay. It's still new. I bought a new car. I bought a new car. We're going to make it. We never work on it. And eventually, that car dies. We go, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. And simply, we come back, and if we'll work on the car, if we'll work on our marriage, if we'll have a spirit of excellence in our work, a spirit of excellence in our marriage, a spirit of excellence in our raising our kids, And that understand this, I'm not saying a perfect marriage. I'm not saying you have to be perfect at work. I'm not saying you have to be a perfect parent. What I'm saying is you have a spirit of excellence that says, I'm going to give my best effort. And my best effort may be me dropping to my knees and saying, I'm sorry for what I did. My best effort may be, what can I do to serve you today? One of the greatest pieces of advice I'd ever heard on marriage was this. My step-grandpa had been married for over 50 years, looked at me and said, the one thing that has made our marriage last this long is he said, somebody shared this thought with me. He said, if you'll give 60% and allow her to give 40%, you'll have a great marriage. Then he looked at my wife and he said, if you'll give 60% and allow him to give 40%, you will have a great marriage. Simply what it comes back down to is, if you'll simply serve, serve your spouse, It's not about making me happy, but what can I do to make you happy? What can I do to be a blessing to you? For God so loved the world that he gave so that Christ could serve us, so that he could lead us to life and to what it means to have a spirit of excellence. And this is what God is trying to teach us, is that when we trust in him, we go the extra mile. We do whatever it takes. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 41, it says this. It says, if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him too. What they're talking about in in this day, when the word was written, there was a law that if a Roman soldier came up to you and had his stuff, and he commanded you to carry his stuff for a mile, you had to do it. But you know what? Jesus didn't look at it and say, I got to do what? He looked and he said, no, no, no. If they come and they say, here, carry it for a mile, you carry it for two. You do whatever it takes to work that much harder. That was so so foreign to the world's thinking. Because the world has its views, but we have God's views. Go the extra mile. Do whatever it takes to put your best foot forward. That's what Jesus was saying. Have a spirit of excellence in all that we do. God always rewards excellence god always rewards excellence in the old testament there's a great story about a gentleman named abraham abraham was one of the wealthiest men ever in the world in in all times he was one of the wealthiest men of all time and abraham had a son named isaac when isaac got old enough to get married abraham sent one of his servants off to go find his wife And the servant didn't want to mess up. So we prayed this prayer and he said, God, please help me. I don't know who it is that I'm supposed to pick. I don't want to pick the wrong one. I just want to bless my master. I want to bless who I work for. I love him so much. And he said this. He said, please send me a woman who will ask if I need a drink. But not only that, will ask if my camels need a drink. And I've read this story many times. But I went back and I started studying some different things. And I heard a great illustration on it. Most camels drink about 30 gallons of water. That's on a typical long day. When they get back, they'll drink 30 gallons of water. That's why they can last so long without going with water. So he comes, and the servant comes to this well, and this girl comes walking up and says, May I give you a drink of water? Can I get you something? Can I get your camels also something to drink? Now, you have to understand, he didn't come with just one camel. He came with 10 camels and this bucket was not a giant bucket they would have had about a one gallon bucket so she dipped it down and gave him a drink out of the one gallon bucket and then went 300 more times to serve his camels to make sure that they got what they needed now that was a great illustration except understand this she had such a servant heart that she now married Isaac who was kin who was going to inherit and become one of the wealthiest people in the entire world now did she do it knowing that no she did it because she had a servant heart so god looked and said that's an excellent spirit i'm gonna bless that watch what i'm gonna do she didn't do it because she was gonna get she did it because she wanted to serve and that's what it comes back down to god always rewards a spirit of excellence and now you may look at that and say well okay that's great stories I don't spend a lot of time at wells. I don't feed a lot of camels. I don't give them water. Let's talk about us. Let's talk about a spirit of excellence. For example, let's talk about cars. <clears throat> Not too long ago, um, God blessed us with a, my wife and I with an opportunity. I used to own a truck, and I loved the truck. I used to spend a lot of time making sure that truck was clean. I took care of it. I did everything I could with that truck. And I remember when I sold it, I bought my wife a new car and I got her car. And I've always had in the back of my mind that God is going to provide something else and so I'm just going to get rid of that car. I, 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 just, I knew I was going to get rid of it. From the day I got it, I knew I was just, it was going to go away. And so from the day I got it, I have not washed it. Two weeks ago, God started dealing with me. And he said, do you have a spirit of excellence? And I said, oh yeah, look, I got a spirit of excellence. Then God took me on a journey. He took me into my office. My office has a lot of papers everywhere because I have a lot of things that I have to do. Good excuse. And I remember talking to God about this and he said, is this, is this excellent? Nope. So this morning, I spent about an hour working on it. Tomorrow morning, I will spend another couple hours getting my office in excellent shape. And I will live that way from now on. But not only that, I went out and I washed my car. Now, it was freezing cold, so I had intentions of washing my car. Let me state that. I had intentions of washing my car, but I will do that once the car wash opens back up. I will cut out some other things to get my car looking back in the shape it was. I walked in and told my wife, I said, I got to join one of the car wash places because I, I, I can't just continue to drive this car looking like this. It always embarrasses me when, I, when somebody shows up to your house unannounced. And I remember one time, my wife and I were just about to get married, and she was we, we had her car, and we were wanting to sell her car. And Pastor Stormy and Shelly had come over. We were living in Clovis, New Mexico at the time. And I had just taken a bunch of stuff out of my office the next day, the very next day. Understand that's key to this. The very next day, we were moving into our new house. We were going to close on it, and we were going to move into our new house. I wasn't going to work that day, so I had pulled stuff out of my office, and I would put it in the car. Okay. Before that, it was clean, but that's beyond this. Well, they go, Pastor Stormy and Shelly come walk in and said, hey, we need to run an errand. Um, And they were talking with Amanda, and they said, can we take your car? And so Amanda's like, yeah, sure, takes the keys and throws it. And I'm like in my mind going, take the car, take the car. They're out the door already, and I'm going, no. Well, so all of a sudden, they go out to the car, and Pastor Stormy doesn't get mad very often. He doesn't say a lot of things, very calm, very quiet. And I heard him make a comment, and I said, this is the way he's going to treat my daughter's car. I'm not sure about him marrying my daughter. I was like, let me explain. This is what, and I wanted to go through and, and do all these things, but it taught me a lesson. It taught me this lesson, that no matter who's watching, Who's coming to your house? Who's getting a ride in your car? We have a choice. Are we going to live with the spirit of excellence? Or are we going to live with a mediocrity? We're just going to be right here in the middle. Just fit in. And I remember thinking, one of the worst things I hate, one of the things that I dislike saying the most to people is, I'm so sorry about the mess. I'm so sorry my house is a mess. I'm so sorry my house is this or my car is this. I've got to go clean my car before you come in. And I believe God calls us to do something a little bit different. With that spirit of excellence, he says, let's be excellent in all areas. Let's be excellent at work. Don't show up 15 minutes late. Get you a cup of coffee. Go talk to some other people. Check in with what's going on. About an hour later, finally sit down to do some work. Be there 15 minutes early. Get your coffee. Do the things you're going to do. Because not only are you doing the right thing, you're honoring God with making the right choices. Every one of us go through things. We can make up all the excuses in the world, but understand that's not what God called us to do. He called us to have a spirit of excellence. And remember, I told you this in the beginning, God has been dealing with me for a long time on these things. It's a process to walk through. We just make a choice to say, I'm going to be excellent when you're at the grocery store and you pick up a box of cereal that maybe you thought oh this would be good and you got a couple and then you realize I don't think I want this don't just shove it with the bread don't stop and stick it with the drinks for somebody else to clean up take it back where it goes if you're walking down the aisle and there's a can that falls off don't you know do this and act like you didn't see it and just move your way Stop and take a minute, pick it up and set those things up. I remember one time I was at Walmart and I was going by and one of the cords with all the balls in it, one of the cords broke and these balls went everywhere. And I'm going in my mind, don't see it, 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 don't see it. These balls are hitting me as I'm walking along. (laughs) And I had this thought, what if somebody sees me? And then the thought really crossed my mind. God said, I already do see you. Turned back around. I sat there and I picked up every single, I think they just filled it up. I don't know if they got a million balls or what, but it felt like that. And I felt so, I was like, ah. And I just sat there and picked out every ball up and I put them back in. Now, was it my fault? No. But a spirit of excellence says, I'm willing to help and do whatever it takes. God always will promote and give you a blessing when you choose to do the right thing. Listen, I believe that we have the best people in Lubbock in this church. I believe that if you want to find the best of Lubbock, you come to Faith Christian Family Church. We are the friendliest place. We are the most welcoming. We are the most loving church, I believe, in this entire city. There is nowhere else that I would rather be than in this place right here. But I also want to be the one that people go and say, Man, I was driving by a house the other day. You should have seen the yard. And we say, Oh, yeah, yeah, that's Tommy and Doris Slater. We know them, they're a great couple. Or you drive by and you say, oh my gosh, you should have seen this car. It was this, it was pristine, man, it always looks perfect. Oh yeah, that's Andy Norris. We know him. He goes to our church. It's about a choice that we make. It's about making those decisions and saying, I'm not just going to be a person that's friendly and kind. I'm going to be a person of excellence in everything that I do. It's about a choice that we make. The last verse, and I told you to turn there, was Daniel chapter 6. And I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Version. It says this, this, is Then this, Daniel was distinguished above the presidents and the satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. It's about a choice that we make. He was promoted because of the excellent spirit. Now understand this, this didn't happen overnight. Daniel kept doing the right thing over and over and over and over and over, and it said this, because an excellent spirit was in him. It's about a choice that we make. We have to be very careful not to allow compromise to come into our world. It's about making the choice. Solomon, Song of Solomon chapter 2 verse 15 says that the little foxes are the ones that ruin, ruin the vines. It's the little things that we let go by that can take that spirit of excellence away so quickly. Allow God to show you what a spirit of excellence can do and watch what he can do. It's not about having and hoping for the best. It's about taking what you have right now, treating it as the best, and watch what God is gonna do to promote you to get the best. Take the choice today to say, I'm gonna live, I'm gonna be a man or a woman that has a spirit of excellence. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com.